boys, what's going on? Hey, fellas. Hey, the the prodigal, uh, my son returns. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Indubitably, I'm here. Chris, um, in, I don't know, 20 seconds, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> um... I've been everywhere and nowhere at the same time, man. Um, I've been getting ready for and now having three children. That is the, that's the long and short of it. Beautiful. Well, we're excited that you're back and we're excited to talk about a lot of things today. But mm-hmm. I have a couple very important questions to ask you that you missed out on during okay. the brunch break. I like this. I like, yeah, we've done this okay. before. All right, I'm ready. All right, so I have to ask you this. What is your personal Aaron Rodgers moment? A moment that like you were so excited for and then it just ended before it started. Oh my God. That's a really good, I, I now I remember that this was going to be a topic and I wasn't on that episode. Ah, oh, man. I we feel like my love talking Aaron Rodgers. So we knew you were so, so hurt by that. <laughs> your boy. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't want anybody to get like season ending injuries. That's you don't wish that type of ill on people. I just wanted him to play the whole season and suck is really what I wanted. Like I wanted it to go. I didn't want it. You know, I didn't want his season to end. I wanted him to live through a terrible season. Um, I don't. Yeah, I guess my mind goes to probably something sports related, right? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'll go with this. So like huge build up and then it doesn't go the way that you wanted it. When the Penguins um came back home for in I think it was 2017 against the Sharks, they came back home. It was like game 5 with a chance to win the Stanley Cup on home ice. We've never done it before. There were like the obviously sold out inside. There were like 20,000 people sitting outside of the arena to watch the game. We come into the, the arena quickly. The sharks go up to nothing. Everybody's like, what the what's going on? Like, this is not. And then the penguins come right back, score two goals. And we're like, all right, it's going to happen. Everybody's good. And then the sharks score another goal. No, nothing else happens from then. Everybody, but the end of that game, just like we, it really didn't happen. Like this was, it was destined for it to happen on this day. It really didn't happen. And so then of course they go on the road, they win the cup the next game, which was still nice, but it was very, very bittersweet. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Huge buildup, expecting greatness <laughs> didn't happen. You know, what's funny is I remember like watching that game from afar, like watching a game from here and just like, like stopping everything I was doing, got wing stop that day making sure that I was going to be around the TV to watch it. And it just didn't happen. Even the players, even the players, like in the, like the documentary they do after they win the championship, they were all like, yeah, we can't believe it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have another question for you, but we're going to start the show. It's the brunch breakdown. Didi out here in Los Angeles, Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And today on the show, we're going to be talking golden bachelor because you know what? Uh, we're all sort of fans of The Bachelor, or like to make fun of it. 
and we're going to talk about the Golden Bachelor, which starts like tomorrow. Uh, Chris has a special topic for us that we can't wait to talk about. And we're going to be talking about things that uh, you can't do anymore as a uh, older person that you thought you could, but you can't. It's all about Kevin Hart uh, hurting himself while trying to race the Patriots running back uh, Stephen Ridley. So we're going to talk about that and music and beer and more. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited. Dan, let everybody know where they can find the three of us on the Brunch Breakdown. That's right. The three of us, we're all here everywhere. And that's where you can find the brunch breakdown everywhere. People, anywhere podcasts are available. Hit follow, hit subscribe. Brand new episodes come your way every Wednesday. Okay. As long as you're doing that, that episode comes right to you as soon as it's ready. First thing, Wednesday morning. Full video episodes are also available. That's on YouTube and our Facebook page. And those have a premiere time, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. But of course, also available anytime on demand after that. If you'd like to watch or everywhere on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, treads, treads. Maybe it should be called treads. Maybe it would get a little bit more traction threads. That's a future topic for another day. Triller, triller and threads. That's what it was coming together. TikTok, we're there. That's where the brunch bites are. Okay. At brunch breakdown. And of course we have the sounds of brunch, which we give you what we're listening to each and every week. We put it into a beautiful little playlist, packaged it together. Keep last week's on there in case, in case you're playing a little catch-up. You know, we all play a little catch-up here and there. So we keep last week's on there for you. We update that on Spotify every Friday. Find it there. This sounds a brunch. Beautiful. All right. Treads. Well, let's – what's up? Treads. Yeah. Treads. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, uh, next week on The Brunch Breakdown, we should talk about – we should do a check-in on threads. Dude, yeah. <laughs> this is maybe our opportunity to – Maybe it's our opportunity to do like spoken history of social media <laughs> and then like where we've ended up. Okay. okay. I love I like what that. It, what are we that. Doing? I like that. I'm a big fan of that. All right. Um, well, let's get random topics off our chest. Uh, Chris, you haven't been here. Get it off your chest, man. Let's go. Uh, so what I want to get off my chest here is um, I went to a football game last night. It was an 8 p.m. kickoff. And like, we've learned so much over the last five years, 10 years or so about like the teams that draw the most attention, the most eyeballs, the best ratings for football games. Um, And like every network is trying to grab as much attention as they possibly can. And uh, I would like to put this out there as we move forward and we try to figure out how to like standardize college football to make it better for everybody. Um, I just think there are some teams, whether it be their rep based on their reputation or based on how their season is currently going. There are some teams that just should not be involved in an 8 PM kickoff. Okay. (laughs) And I just so happened to root for one of those teams. Uh, We suck this year. There's, there was absolutely no reason for me to have to watch my football team kick a freaking football game off at 8 p.m. at night. It just, what are we doing? Who's tuning in for that? Like, no, I mean, most of the people that root for this team, my team, didn't even want to watch the game. So why are we putting it at 8 p.m.? Like, I think that is actually a deterrent. I think a lot of people didn't show up because the game was at 8 p.m., And a lot of people probably didn't watch because the game is at 8 p.m. up against other far more entertaining football games 
we got to do something here because like as a viewer, as an attender, it's rough. There's just who who's this helping? Who's on ACC network? Guarantee you they didn't sell extra ad space because my one and three football team kicked off at 8 p.m. I just I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. I'm tired. I'm already tired. You know, like I already got shit going on. Can we, what, how, I haven't been to a noon kickoff and I can't tell you how long. And I used to think noon kickoffs were lame and you want to be the team that kicks off at like seven or 8 PM. Oh my goodness gracious. Was I wrong? Like noon kickoffs are the shit and I want as many of them as I can possibly get. Chris, you read my mind with that. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I'm glad we shared this opinion that we used to hate and always talk shit on noon kickoffs. I don't know if we're getting one this year. It doesn't look like it, and it kind of sucks. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying that. There was just something about like an 8 a.m. tailgate, some breakfast Sammy's, coffee with a little alcohol of choice. In, I mean, that's not a bad way to go. That's not a bad way to do it, right? The all-day wait, stay up all night for what was a miserable time. Um, certainly not worth it. Certainly not worth it. So... I, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. You know, the thing that I'm shocked about with it is that, like, read the room, okay? <laughs> Ohio State and Notre Dame are on. Yeah. Why is any team in the Midwest kicking off at the same time as that game? Like, I don't care who you are a fan of. I don't care who you, like, everyone is w- going to be watching that game. Or going to that game. Just proximity. It's like no one in the Midwest was watching anything other than that game. That's it. Like, that's why it's weird that that game started at the same time or whatever, an hour before or whatever. Just kind of silly. I was like, this is, why are they on at the same time? This is stupid. Didi, not only everybody, which everybody sounds like everybody, but everybody to the point that like I have club seats. When I went into the club, I saw two people watching that game on their phone instead of watching the game that they paid a ticket for to attend. Like, this is ridiculous. And if that, it, read what you said it, read the room, folks, and figure it out. And how, how about this? Not every game needs to be on TV. Okay. <laughs> what about that? What, like, does your team's FCS opponent, does that game need to be on TV? Asking for a friend here. Just a thought. Thank you you for your time. That is, that is beautiful. And just one last thought on, on that right there is that I've been saying for years that like some college football game should be on at 9am and like, not just West coast time. I mean, whatever time, like when you're playing Wofford or Duquesne, there's no reason for that game to be on any like bef- that sh- game should be done before noon. Oh. Like it shouldn't be on at noon. It should be before noon. Yeah, dude, so, like yeah. two or th- two or three years ago, Pitt had an 11 a.m. kickoff. It was unbelievable. I loved it. M- I'm all for kickoffs. that. Let's go. All for it. <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest. Well, boys, um, in about two months from now all right we're at the end of september so fast forward end of november that's when we start to hear people complain uh one of them a co-host on this podcast 
um, about people who decorate too early for Christmas. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's almost that season. That's when it happens. November. I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, it happens every year and uh, it's guaranteed. It, it guaranteed to start just before Thanksgiving. Right. That's usually when those complaints start to come out. But you know what? I have I have seen numerous homes, numerous decorated for well over a week at this point. So starting in mid-September for Halloween, yes. which is over six weeks away. Six weeks. That's longer than the time frame between Thanksgiving and Christmas. But no one's talking about it. No one's complaining. <laughs> this is about like it. this is like the Canadian wildfires all over again. No one's talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> Thank you. Come to the brunch breakdown for the topic that no one's talking about. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're here, the voice of the voiceless, right here. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, decorating for Halloween before the actual start of fall, not the start of fall that we all consider the start of fall after Labor Day weekend right but the equinox the start of fall decorating for halloween before that is just it's just wrong it's just wrong it's just as offensive of a foul of people who complain about decorating for christmas too early like september like september 15th this house is like fully decorated for halloween like seriously a month and a half for halloween it's it's too much. It's too early. It you know what? It just needed to be said. I'm so glad we have this platform to do this because people need to hear about this. Like it's it's too much, people. Like get real. Wait till the fall equinox, then you have our blessing. Dude, talk about it. I I'm with you. I love this. There's multiple houses within like two minutes of me that have like 12 foot tall skeletons in their front. They're yard. everywhere. Yeah. Yes. And like, if I'm being honest with you, like I know everybody's more or less into different holidays. I've never understood the whole thing about like, I'm going to decorate my house with dead people. It's just, I never got it. Okay. So I don't get that part of Halloween, but like, like you said, like school started and then skeletons started going up in the neighborhood. I just don't understand what's going on. Um, And it's, it's like hot and humid and you have a witch out. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've never wanted to. Like, I just live in a, you know, normal neighborhood. I don't live in a gated community. I don't have an HOA. But I never have wanted more in my life to have an HOA than right now. Because there are, like, four houses that have 12-foot-tall, like, skyscraper-looking skeletons, blow-up monsters, whatever. And, my, and I just want them down. I need someone in the neighborhood to be, like, uh, to go to the meeting and just say, whatever these people are doing in this house, that house and that house, it needs to stop. It's not what I signed up. It's not my community. It's not what we do here. <laughs> I need somebody to do that so bad, but like I just live in a normal neighborhood, so I can't do it. So all I can do is drive past it and just be annoyed. So I feel you. Let's clip this. Cause I'm in a uh, Facebook group for our neighborhood and I'll post this clip in our, in our neighborhood's Facebook group. Love Beautiful. it. And I'll Love just put like sent. what Dan said. He said, talk about it. I'm just going to put that as the caption. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. 
<laughs> um, so the thing that I uh, want to get off my chest is just because I see people like say things on social media a lot who I know are parents and they are my age. And I want to just give this message out to all millennials, Gen X, people who have children. Our kids, you may not think about it because they're really young, because some of them are really young right now, you know, but like everything that we've ever thought or said, they will be able to look up and they will be able to potentially hate us for it, or at least just ask us about why we said these things. So when you're posting things politically, when you're posting things that just, you know, might be controversial opinions or whatever, think about it and realize that we are not people who were born in 1960. We have to live with whatever we said. People are going to ask us all these things. They're going to come up. And a lot of people think of it as like cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. We're not celebrities. No one's worried about that for us. It's going to be our kids that like look up these things and type in at DD is bored and just put in blank topic to see where my head was at back in 2023. <laughs> and then they're going to, you know, look that up and be like, hey, why did you say this? Why were you against that? And it's going to look very weird 20 years from now, probably. So just think about that when you were posting, because like, People will be able to look up and the people who are most important to us will be looking up what we have said and what we have thought. So I'm not saying not to say whatever you want, dude, say whatever you want. Just it's not the same. Like we have no idea what our parents thoughts were on <laughs> on gay rights in the 1970s. We have no idea. None of us will ever know that. We will never know that. But you know what? Our kids will know everything we thought about everything going on. So just think about that when you're posting on social media can see it now uh dad did you have like a pro canada take when they had the wildfire uh in 2023 aren't we at war with canada right now i don't think that sounds very good yeah it's gonna be like dad um <laughs> why does it say you with uncle chris and uncle dan that you said that uh you were for coronavirus <laughs> like you <liked> it? <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's gonna totally lack the context right yeah yes right it's not yeah, gonna right. be good Didi, i've thought about this because i know you, you mentioned cancel culture i've thought about this like multiple basically like every time there's been an nfl draft since i've started having kids because every time there's an nfl draft you see the guys going in the first round and you know people are just like at home typing like oh this guy's name and then like racial slur this guy's yep. name uh sexual slur like just trying to find shit on people and they always find something i think like kyler murray had some shit jake Fromm had some shit whatever and i've thought about that so like i, I just went on twitter to see or x whatever it's called uh to find out <laughs> it used to tell you how many tweets you've had now it doesn't say it at least really? not on the mobile app um but i'm sure it's like over a hundred thousand of them and really what i hope is just that like my kids aren't that bored that they really look far back into my Twitter feed. Cause I've thought about deleting a bunch of tweets before, but then I even realized like back when we were younger and like the early days of Twitter, um, like retweeting with somebody copying what you wrote and pasting it and typing RT. So even if you like delete that tweet, somebody else has that tweet cause they put it in their feet. So like it's a, it's a losing battle. Um, but yeah, you, you gotta like, not not everything needs to be published. Nope. It used to be really nope. hard to be published. It, 
Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> we were all fighting to be published at some point. Now everybody can. Right. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's just oh. it was just something that came into my mind whenever I was thinking about it, like in goofy things that we could like laugh our way out of talking about, but also like serious stuff. Like I saw someone like make like a you know a, a gay joke on Facebook, and I was like, what if your kid is like gay and sees that? Problem. Not like, good. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, put the shovel aside. Yeah, it's like, just, you know, don't publish. <laughs> well, let's get it off our chest now, guys. Let's uh, let's talk some drinks here. Uh, I'm going to go first here. I don't have mine with me because uh, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and that would be a problem if I did. So just future brunch breakdown, 6 o'clock in the morning, if I have alcohol with me. Sounds like a solution, my friend. Sounds like a solution. <laughs> <laughs> You're podcasting at 6 o'clock in the morning. It sounds like you need it. <laughs> Well, what I have is uh, 21 Seeds Cucumber Jalapeno Tequila. Guys, okay. I don't drink tequila that much, but I will tell you, this shit is fire. I love uh, I love spicy margaritas. I love jalapenos in basically everything, and I love jalapenos in my tequila. And um, my friend Jamie, she brought this over for, um, as I guess, a present to me for uh, Mayhem's birthday. And... I crack this bottle open and this thing is delicious. So 21 seeds, cucumber and jalapeno tequila. It is fire. Enjoy it, please. Nice. What's the what's the spice level there on that that one there, Didi? Is just, it pretty spicy? Just, just right. Just okay. right. Just right. Like I like it's, it. I like it's it. not just like the taste because a lot of things just put like the jalapeno like taste in things. No, you, right. you feel the bite like someone put a jalapeno in it, but it's not like it's not crazy, Dan. You'll be all right. Okay. You'll all make right. it. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> You'll survive. I promise. <laughs> Chris, what you sipping on? Uh, currently coffee and propel, but I won't talk about that. Uh, I'll talk about I had a beer yesterday at the football game. Um my wife's parents recently visited, and when they do that, they make a great migration of beer to our house, which I very much appreciate. They brought me a new hazy IPA from my favorite brewery, Raised Grain, uh, called Galachucarillo. Okay, and it's called that because it has Galena, Chinook, and Amarillo hops. So they ah. combine those <laughs> together. Uh, the can, they like made up some mythical story of like a big like sasquatch person called the galachucarillo um but uh yeah I, as far as how it tastes it tastes good i drank it at a tailgate i wasn't really paying much attention to the flavor palette so i'm gonna go with it's, it's pretty good i mean listen that's oh is, man that's like a 10 on the that's like an eight on the brunch scale yeah. is that an eight yeah pretty good pretty good yeah Chris, I have missed your beer ratings. It's so good to hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like them. <laughs> like I was drinking it. Don't know what it tastes like, but my mom would go. My mom was saying it was good. I was playing cornhole at the same time. You know, what are you going to focus on, the game or the beer? You're like didn't have. He's like I was drinking it. Didn't have three kids on my back. Tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it tasted like freedom. It's all that mattered. It tasted like freedom to you. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, for me this week, I've got a pretty unique one. Uh, I had two local Pittsburgh area uh, breweries uh, came together for collaboration. The breweries are Coven Brewing, which is very Halloween appropriate, 
and Allegheny City Brewing. And they've created the Purple People Eater pumpkin beer. That's right. Let me repeat that one more time. The Purple People Eater pumpkin beer. This is a wonderful collaboration um, brewed with pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and grape must. Grape must. Now, must you know what grape must is? Yes, I will tell you. I was waiting for a pun. That's great. (laughs) Because you must know about grape must. So grape must is essentially squeezed grape juice that is awaiting to be turned into wine. Okay, so that's basically what grape must is. Wait, say that again. Repeat that. Grape must is squeezed grape juice awaiting to be turned into wine just before it starts uh, the fermentation process. The middleman. Okay. The middleman. The grape must probably could have used a better name uh, than grape than must. Uh, yeah. But here we are. So the grape must is what gets this this really dark purple color. Hence the purple people eater. Because when you think of pumpkin beers and fall beers, even you certainly don't think of purple. Uh, but this, I don't know why I just said that accent. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm on the, I'm on Sesame Street now. <laughs> Purple people eaters got me all, all kakachukamunga like those hops that you had there, Chris. Um, <laughs> but this, it's really, really dark purple beer, and it is strange to look at, almost strange to drink in a way. Um, and I'll be honest, when I first had it, I didn't get like a ton of pumpkin. It was mostly the cinnamon in the clove, and you got like a hint of the grape kind of on the back end. Um, and it works, but as I drank it and almost the more it warmed up, it almost had this like stout element to it where you got more flavor as it got warmer. I don't want to say get warm, but it wasn't as, as cold straight off the tap. Um, I started to get more and more of the pumpkin and it's really, it's really enjoyable. It's pretty, I don't want to call it watery, but it's thin. It's thin. So it, you can kind of drink it easily. Um, not heavy at all, uh, 5.6 ABV. So the Purple People Eater from Coven Brewing, Allegheny City Brewing, it's just a delight. It's a wonderful time of year. I just learned so much about Great Must just now. People drink this during Halloween in Europe or something. Oh, there you go. Oh, they Ooh. call it young. They call it young wine. Doesn't sound tasty. Oh, uh, well, makes sense. But yeah. no. Interesting. Great must. Interesting. There you go. All right. Well, that's what we're drinking. Got a lesson. Cheers. Yeah. From all the things. <laughs> all those gala kachupa haka hops. We got <laughs> we got all the things. Jalapenos, great must. Let's oh, go. Great. All must. right. Straight out of Europe. That's we're welcome. That's why they call Pittsburgh the Europe of America. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Go ahead, transition, <laughs> Didi. Figure that one out. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> you glad I'm back? I'm so happy you're back. <laughs> Pittsburgh is the Europe. <laughs> little little Europe. Good old little Europe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little oh. Europe. That's it. That's Pittsburgh from now on. Little Europe. <laughs> Welcome to little Europe. Chris and Dan are in Little Europe, and Dee's in LA. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, well, um, <laughs> there is an ongoing writer strike going on in Hollywood right now, and um, and director strike. No one's working, but you know who is working? Reality television, because those people. <laughs> All aren't union. Golden Bachelor starts tomorrow. And this is a show that's been talked about for a really long time. And I guess because of the strike, they're like, hey, we need something. Here walks in our man, Jerry, 71 years old. And he is going to be choosing between over 20, I think it's 21, women between the ages of 60 and 75 on the Golden Bachelor. Same house, same setup. Same everything. It's not like it's at an old folks home and it's not in Miami, which is where I would have put it. I would have put it in Florida somewhere, but listen, whatever. It's still in Malibu. All the same. Same thing. Just going to be really old people in there. 60 to 75. What do you guys think? Just Golden Bachelor hasn't started yet. What do you guys think of just the Golden Bachelor, guys? Jerry's 71, right? 71. 71. Yep. Are we a little late to be doing this? <laughs> we a little late. We couldn't have picked somebody sixty-five, maybe. You know, not w- wishing ill will on Jerry, but like the the American male average lifespan is like seventy-six, seventy-seven. So, you know, but he's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. I'll give him that. If I looked like that at seventy-one, I'd be doing all the things too. But. I want no part of this. <laughs> it's like one of those things where you want to watch it because it's going to be weird. It's just going to be a, like a dumpster fire that you can't turn away from, but you wish you weren't watching. Watching, And that's probably how I'll feel. Yeah. Um, my wife thinks it's icky. And I think uh, main, yeah, mainly because she doesn't want to see old people making out. Um, I'm more so like the show is going to be on TV in part because there's some drama to be had. And like, I just don't want to see old people having the same drama that young people have. Cause I want to have some hope that like later on in life, people just chill out, you know, like just like relax. Okay. Especially for this show. Like you said, Dan 71, these women are between 16, 75. You said, um, Like, this is not going to be a long-term commitment. So just chill, right? It's not going to, we're not, there's not like the desperation of like, I'm in my thirties and and need to find the man to live my life with. No, like that's, we're past that. Okay. So I know there's going to be drama and I know I'll be pissed because I'm just like, why are you so upset? You've done this before. It's over. You're just looking for like a pal at this point, right? I don't know. I think the drama is going to piss me off. Like, I am very interested to watch the first episode uh, because it's going to be different. And I read one thing about it in the L.A. Times. And it was one of the producers. And they were like, they they started shooting and they were like, OK, this feels like The Bachelor. All right. This, another thing happened. Car pulls up. Feels like The Bachelor. Women are coming in the house. They're drinking mimosas. They're like, it feels like The Bachelor. And then at one point they hear. Toast to Social Security. And they're like, oh, this is different. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm very excited about those changes. And just the thought of, like what you said, Chris, there's not like 
women in their late 20s or mid 30s or some in their 40s, like looking for this guy that they haven't been able to find, blah, blah, blah. And it's so desperate. So they're like trying to sabotage all this stuff. Like, I don't I'm like, how I don't see that happening. And since it's 60 to 75, if you were famous, you were already famous. Like, or you're not trying to be famous because like most of the people on The Bachelor, they're, you know, they might be looking for love, but they're also like, I mean, it'd be cool to, you know, stretch this out a little bit. But for like these people, none of these people are trying to be famous. So like, I'm interested to see. It might end up being very boring. Because no, I don't think I don't think it will. For that. I don't think it will. I don't think they'd put it on TV if it was boring. Mm. Well, That's that fair. football game was on last night. Oh God, that was boring. That that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point, actually. I don't want to that. That's a very good. But point. that's not a reason that it should be, right? That doesn't mean it. It should be. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I don't know. Like half these women are retired. Like ten of the women are retired. The other ones are working, I guess. Um, but God, we can't. Did you? You worried me by saying it's like the exact same thing. Like. We can't do the fantasy suite here, right? We can't. <laughs> we can't have it. Oh, uh, see, now I'm feeling the ickiness. That that's I, that, that's yeah. Yucky. That that's can't. Yucky. I can't have that. I can't have that. Like it'll be. They'll have the whole you know going back home, meeting family, and everything like that. It'll be really weird. Um, yeah, you're not meeting her parents. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> They're meeting the kids. Going the other way. Here's yeah. the kids and the grandkids. But we have to draw the line at the fantasy suite. Please. Jesse Palmer, if you're listening, please do something. I know it's probably already been filmed, but please put an end to that. That has to be the one exception. The one exception. No fantasy suite. You know it's bad when, when Dan reaches out and makes a plea to Jesse Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do that all the time. But no, when I, times are tough, only only special occasions. <laughs> I am going to lose my mind if I hear. See, now I have reasons to keep watching this show. Like maybe <laughs> I'll watch every other episode because I have to see if like he goes in for the kiss and like one of these women who have been around for over sixty years say, "I don't usually do this on the first day." <laughs> <laughs> Want to go back and uh, take a nap together? Mid <laughs> mid afternoon nap together. <laughs> How's that sound? Well, after we want to sip on some grape grape must and go back to my uh, my place for a nap. <laughs> and like all the travel they do on the Bachelor, like the like they just get on planes and go to random places. They're like, oh, we're going from L.A. to the Ohio State Fair, and then they go from the Ohio State Fair to freaking right. Europe. And then they go from Europe back to L.A. It's like there's a lot of travel. I know when my parents come to L.A., it's like they need like a day to like chill out. <laughs> and I'm like, and my parents are in their 70s. And I'm just like, how, how, how the, is there going to be a lot of travel on The Golden Bachelor, too? I don't know if they're going to be doing the cross the world journeys. Just wonder how that's going to. Like, why is the rose the ceremony? It's still sunny out during the rose ceremony. Why are they doing this so early? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, they can't wait that long. They can't wait up. They can't wait up. Yeah. Oh, this is can they, maybe they should, can they winterize the pool? Like, make that off limits too? I don't even think I don't need to be saying that. There's more icky right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go. Hot tub. Ooh. 
I, dude, I, I see now. I can't wait. I'm happy we did this because now I'm ready. See, now you have Golden to watch. Bachelor. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. We all should watch the first episode, skim through it or something. We all should. Yeah, we'll have to. Yep, we'll have to. Got to do it. C- tune back here for your recap, your weekly recap. <laughs> <laughs> weekly? I don't know. First episode. <laughs> also, though? also ABC. Don't get desperate either. I don't need the Golden Bachelorette. Like we're not gonna do. You know, we're not gonna find if Joan doesn't make it through. She's gonna be the next. Like this is a one-off. This is one time. You get one pass. I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. I don't know. I think I feel we're gonna, like we're gonna drive some ratings to this show, and then it's all bets are off. <sighs> Golden Bachelorette. I don't. We'll see. We'll see. I'm ready. All I know is there's a woman named Joan on there. Pretty fine. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Look out for Joan. Look out for you in the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Chris, you've had uh, some weeks off of the brunch breakdown craziness. And when we say weeks off, sometimes Chris hits us up like two minutes before the show. And it's like, my life's in shambles. <laughs> Have fun, boys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was the last one for sure. I didn't even realize like what day and what time it was. And I was like, oh, shit, they're hopping on Zoom now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I do mean sorry. Well, Chris, let us know what is uh, on the mind of, of Chris Gates right now. What's what's going on? Well, we had a kid. So... Yeah. Congrats. Hey, thanks, man. Um, So what I wanted to share here is the birth story of our daughter, our third daughter, because I think like you guys know, as time goes on, you you have these stories that you tell and like the longer time goes on, some of the details get lost. And I just want to document this story in one place so I can listen back on it and remember how batshit crazy uh, my daughter's birth was. Okay. So here's what happened. We're in the hospital doing the thing, right? Oh, and I'll preface it with this. I had like before we ever had kids had like most people only ever seen the Hollywood version of it. Right. Where it's like water breaks. Boom. Everybody get the bags, get the car, rush to the hospital, have the baby. It's over. It's crazy. Everybody's screaming. It's this high paced thing that, you know, you got to be really super ready for and scared of. Um, And for our first two daughters, it was like, honestly, a pretty chill experience when the water breaks. You don't really have to rush all that quick. You, I mean, you got to get there, right? But you got, you just get your stuff together, get to the hospital. You're probably going to sit at the hospital for like 12 to 16 hours before the baby gets there. Um, and for our first two daughters, um, Katie like took a nap and then woke up from the nap and the doctor was like, you're about to have a kid. And then she had the kid. Like it was super chill. Okay. So we were kind of expecting that to happen this time around. Only we got the Hollywood version of it. Okay, so I'm excited to say now I've experienced all angles of uh, how kids are arrive in the world. Um, So we got to the hospital. That was like regular run of the mill. Okay, and um, as you go along, like Katie's contractions started getting more intense. So we went to have the epidural. And that's the thing that like, you know, helps numb a lot of the pain, make it more comfortable so you can have baby. Um, Only they did it wrong and it didn't work. Okay, so Katie was feeling like 
an insane amount of pain and doing the the screaming thing right that happens in hollywood uh grabbing my hand slamming my hand on the side of the bed it was like pretty intense um so the epidural didn't work then they came in and this guy was like i'm gonna fix it i'm gonna make it work he did something still didn't work and katie's screaming it's it's us and our nurse in there she's screaming like the baby's about to be here. Like, I, I swear it's like, it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming out of me right now. And the nurse goes over. She's like, okay, let me just like check. Let me just make sure. And she, she goes over to Katie. And she's like, oh my God, you're about to have a baby. So she runs behind the bed, smashes this button that apparently is like a call to everybody in the hospital. Like get to this room. Now somebody <laughs> has to deliver a baby. All these people <laughs> rush in. And within like, with two pushes, we had our baby girl, but it was the most intense experience. Like it, it, I, it, it's so hard to describe. And there were so many more details along the way with like, you know, the doctors checking Katie and saying like, you still have a while. And then, I mean, it turned out they were wrong. Like they came in at one point and said like, you still probably have a while. Uh, so we're going to keep working on the epidural to get it to work for you. And then 10 minutes after they said that we had a baby. So it was like this crazy intense scenario. And uh, I had always told people like, like I said at the beginning, childbirth, it's like not this intense Hollywood thing that you've seen in the movies or on TV. But now I have to say like, it actually could be <laughs> because it was for our daughter. And uh, I'm glad it's over. It was pretty intense. Tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it is funny how like childbirth is very boring, but there are those times where, uh, yeah, it happens like that. Like it is, it is not like it is. And I feel like most people think that. And you, and honestly, it wasn't until we had our, cause we did this class because I knew nothing about anything. And I was like, and I was more worried about like finding where to park in this huge ass hospital that we go to yeah. than I was anything else. And when we were there at this class, they were like, okay, when the water breaks, you call your doctor and then you may not even have to go to the hospital yet. Yeah. You literally just chill there until like contractions are like close enough. Then, then you go like, you don't even do anything when the water breaks. It's not like water breaks. Oh my God, we all got to rush to the hospital. You're going to have the baby in the cab. No, it's not how it works. So yeah. for most cases, but it sounds like from what I know of Katie's situation, it sounds like if you guys were in a cab, you guys might have the baby in a cab. <laughs> Bro, it was insane. Cause like the way they check is they're like, how, how dilated are you? Cause that tells you like how soon the baby's going to be there. And they're like, oh, you're five centimeters. And then within five minutes we had a baby. So like, <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> that, I feel like that's not normal. We asked, we asked the nurse afterwards. We're like, have you seen that before? She's like, um, that's one of the fastest I've ever seen. I was like, oh, cool. So we're setting like hospital records here. You know, that's maybe we have an Olympian on our hands and she's going to be a sprinter one day. You never know. There you go. Get him started early. Didi, Didi knows, he knows that all too well. Oh, I know. Didi, <laughs> Didi loves to get behind future Olympian, uh, uh future Olympians uh, as we know. So maybe I have one, Didi. Yeah. I'll keep you in the loop. Listen, I am. I'm going to keep track of this because I love those names in like, you know, when Pac-Man Jones is an example of this, where like the reason his name is Pac-Man is because like 
he used to bite on his mom's boob. Like I did not know that. That is the that is news. Why that is news to me. Is Pac-Man Jones, and he ended up becoming a very successful NFL player. Um, so I'm I like when there's nicknames like that. So if maybe she is gonna be a sprinter, all right, get her in track ASAP. ASAP. Let's go ASAP <laughs> okay. as fast as you can. Get her in track and let's see what we got here. I think we got one. We'll see. Yeah, you might have one. We might. Future we might. future of Team USA is is hopeful. I can't wait. I like yeah. this. Team USA, 20, 20 years. Here we come. Yeah, I'm like, oof, how far we got? So, long way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last topic. Let's get into it. Um, Kevin Hart raced Stephen Ridley and hurt himself. Speaking it was of very sad. <laughs> oh, and, oh, yeah, speaking of sprinting. There you yeah. go. Uh, and hurt himself pretty bad. And this led to Chris asking us in the old group chat, What's something you've done physically recently that made you realize I can't do young shit anymore? <laughs> Chris, yeah. what have you done recently? Said, I can't do young shit anymore. This one isn't that intense, but like it was a humbling moment. I um I tried to like run and jump and see if I could grab or touch the rim on a basketball hoop. <laughs> and bro, like it's one thing to jump or like hop around with your kids. It's another thing to try to maximally jump. And I didn't hurt myself, but from the moment my feet left the ground, I felt like like a like a baby deer trying to walk. Like I felt totally like an out of body experience. I don't know how to control my body in this space. Like what am I doing? D- like un unstable. And that's something we used to do all the time when we were kids. Like, can you touch net? Can you touch rim? And it was like very humbling to try to maximally do that. And as I got in the air, I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, what do I do? What do I do? And then I landed. I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a, a big moment for me. And that was a couple of years ago. But that that was a big moment for me where I was like, yeah, this uh, a lot of those youthful skills, they're gone. Yeah, it's a, that's sad, a, good one. It's a sad moment of reality. I love that one. That's a yeah. good one. How about you, boys? Dan? Uh, mine happened a, a little ways back as well, but I was uh, playing basketball with my nephew, and like four minutes in, I'm like, I'm completely winded. I'm completely winded. I'm like, the cardio levels are just not where they used to be. Yeah, I, do. I work out, but like, not like I could just pick up game of basketball. I was like, yo, nephew, I got to stretch first. Like, hang on just a minute. Like, I got an old man stretch before we do this. And I was, I was winded early and it was like, holy shit, this is, it's not what it used to be. He used to just be able to like go into the driveway and pick up basketball and play for like an hour. And I just don't have it anymore. And it was sad. It was sad. Uh, mine is also basketball, too. Uh-oh. Says a lot about basketball. Um, <laughs> I went to a court near my house and I just saw like kids like running games like half court. And I like hopped in. I played one game. And after one game. They're like, all right, we're running it back. And I was like. OK. <laughs> And so I did it. And then after I literally sat in my car 
as they keep playing, they're like, oh, you're leaving? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> I sat in my car. And I don't know if it was sweat or tears, but, like, <laughs> I just couldn't move. Like, I legitimately, like, didn't have the strength to drive home. Like, I was so dead. And playing basketball, you can pick up games of basketball is something I would, we would literally drive from court to court from, like, next town over, this town here, and play all day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm, like, struggling to play two games with people who are younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, yeah. And from that point on, I just, you know, I, I go and I get shots up by myself. And then I see people coming. They're like, hey, you want to run? I'm like, no, nah, you guys got the court. It's all you. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But yeah. Basketball's humbling, man. It's humbling for us. We'll humble you very quickly. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. I have another one that's not like physical per se, but um, it involves, it involves some, some motor skills. Um, writing, just like writing oh like, <laughs> like hand, handwriting and not just like taking notes in a meeting but yeah handwriting <laughs> like a like a letter or something oh man i'm like cramping up <laughs> like a paragraph in i'm like oh my gosh like this used to be school all the time you'd have to write everything <laughs> by hand cursive which they don't even teach anymore but if you have to write more than a couple of notes in a meeting if you just sit there and write for five minutes i'm like I'm like the claw over here, just cramped up. It's frozen. I'm like, ooh, I gotta, I gotta work on these skills a little bit here. This is sad. This is sad. I'm just so used to this, just typing with your fingers. But old motor skills. Don't let them. Don't let them go. Don't let them go. Because that was that's also humbling when you're there. Like I need an ice pack, please. I got four more paragraphs to write. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you guys right. have? Do you guys have cell phone pinky? Do you like, is your pinky like just gradually like moving in? Or is yeah, it this? And I, I have a callus. Yeah. I have a, uh, it's like, like a callus on the bot on this yeah. part of my, from holding the bottom of my phone like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause someone in evolution is going to look so weird in like 200 years. We're all going to have hunchbacks and our hands yeah. are going to be like freaking. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. Because I heard someone say that on a podcast. I'd never heard of the cell phone pinky thing before. And I like looked at my fingers like, oh, yeah, it is just it just automatically goes in now. It's like you try to you put it straight and then just just goes in. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's Ugh. just that's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> well, off that great topic, let's get into music. What are we listening to, boys? Uh, I will get us started. Uh, we talked about Teddy Swims last week. Teddy Swims album's out. Um, I finally got a chance to sit with it because I was in my car a lot this week. And, whoo, Yeah. <sighs> Suitcase. Yeah. Is my favorite song on the album. There's a three-song song stretch on this album. You Still Got Me, Suitcase, and Flame that I'm like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Those three songs are awesome, but Suitcase is my favorite song on this album. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Teddy swims. Shouts to the guy. Teddy swims. Teddy, our boy. He, I mean, it's a uh, yeah. It, carve yourself out some time and just listen to that thing front to back. That album, it's amazing. It's amazing. When when Teddy, he, um, thirty minutes, easy yeah, commitment. Easy. 
when Katie is on leave after uh, we have kids, she watches a lot of uh, Hoda and Kat. Kathy, is that Hoda? Oh, and whoever, yeah. Whoever they- Gosh. yeah, yeah, Hoda. What's it? Hoda and Jenna now. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but he was on that uh, that show and he did a live performance and it was incredible. Shout out to Teddy yeah. Swims. Shout out to Hoda too. Why not? Dude, he's perfect uh, for that. Dude, that that show is so dude. That show's fun, man. Bro, they, just, they have they have a studio audience outside, and like one day they just gave away a year's worth of Grubhub to people. Like, just go to New York, go to this dude, show. You're gonna get shit. Kelly Clarkson performed the other day. We gotta. That go. show's so that show's so fun. Like, could she be show. on less TV shows? Kelly Clarkson, like, what the shit? Yeah, man, <laughs> she's more famous. She now. was on American Idol. <laughs> she's on, she's like, more famous what? now than when she was actually famous. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand percent. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. I talk about some things that shouldn't be on TV. This is literally this whole episode. (laughs) Trying to get a lot of flack for that one. Um, first one up for me. I'm sure I'm stealing this from all three of you. Um, and I don't care. Blink One Eighty Two. One more time. Like, holy shit. Um, it really gives you that kind of old school Blink One Eighty Two, uh, sound. And like, there's genuine, real, true emotion in the lyrics. It's very happy and sad to listen to at the same time. And the better news of it all is that we've got the album is coming. The album is finally coming. Uh, Watch the video, listen to the song over and over again. I'm sure you two have some words on it as well, but I know we all probably had that on the list for this week. Blink-182, baby. Yeah, man. They. I watched a really good interview with them about that song and about the album where like they talked about why, why did it have to take like Travis getting in a plane crash and Mark have it when he had cancer? Like what, like yep. why did it take, why did it have to take that for them to get back together and play music together again? So it's kind of like a, you know, maybe not to those extremes, but everybody has those moments where it's like, what, why did it take like this for me to have to reach out to somebody? Like, it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's I but no, I like the song. But yeah, it's weird. I I I saw that too. And I was like, oh, that's I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to think about things. But yeah. 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 Um, I have three songs all from uh our an artist called Kid Quill. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I totally missed this album. It came out, I think, the beginning of June. Um, but it's amazing. So it's like relatively new album. It's called Good People. There's a song. I think both of you would really, really like this album if you haven't listened to it. I haven't been on the podcast. Maybe you guys have even talked about it. I don't know. <laughs> but um, like he throughout the album, like it, there's like some songs that like kind of feel like Chance the Rapper. There's some songs that kind of feel like Big Sean. There's like some Drake vibes to it. And his previous uh, one of his previous mixtapes he put out, like I'm actually going to put a, a different song on the playlist as well. He talks about a lot of the artists from like our generation uh, that he really loved, like T-Pain and and Yeezy and Chingy, and, like all these people. Uh, and it's kind of cool because he has some of them on this album featured now. So I really think you guys would like this. It's called Good People from Kid Quill. That's the album. The song I want to put on the playlist is called uh, 90s Kids. It's very nostalgic and it's got a great beat and it's very catchy. Yeah. So that's nice. my first one. Nice. All right. All right. Um, so this, if you've seen these two girls just like running through uh, your TikTok feed or your Instagram reels or something, singing this song called You Wish, 
in this really cool way. If you haven't seen it, I mean, I, I go check it out. It's really cool. But anyways, their song you wish is really good, and they got a remix that just came out, uh, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago with Missy Elliott. And Missy Elliott's verse is awesome, and it's so good. And she's in the video just doing Missy Elliott things, changes outfits like 20 times in the it's somehow in 16 bars, and it's awesome, and it's just great. But you wish Flyanna Boss featuring Missy Elliott. Go check it out. like that. Uh, next up for me, no stranger to the sounds of brunch or what we're listening to, uh, Holly Humberstone uh, released a new song last week called Into Your Room. And it's a little bit more, dare I say, dancey type of beat uh, occasionally in the background of this song than we've heard from Holly Humberstone before. Um, and it's really catchy and I really dig the sound for her. I don't know if it's necessarily... Uh, what we're getting from her in the future. But I like kind of a little bit of change of pace from Holly Humberstone. She's got a great voice, uh, great lyricist as well. Um, and like I said, it's been it's been a little while, but she's been on Sounds of Brunch before. Um, really, really talented artist. So Into Your Room by Holly Humberstone. Sounds like a, sounds like a Skunk 11 song. <laughs> Your Room? Oh, familiar. <laughs> Um, by the way, I'm actually texting you guys my songs now because here's the thing. We record this, uh, we record our episodes like five days before Dan asks for the songs. <laughs> and I almost always forget yes. the songs that I've actually put on the playlist. So I'm going to send them now so I don't forget them. This is uh, a great tradition. I am fully, I'm fully like on board it. with this. I <laughs> always have to go and listen to the podcast and then send Dan the songs. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's it's hard to remember. Really, then so much new, so much new music comes in, and you're like, "What was I listening to last week?" I don't yeah. remember. So I'm doing my okay. homework early. This is not something I was known for, but I'm doing my homework early, Dan. Okay, new tradition: sending them the day that we record to make it easier for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm into well, this. We'll try it. Um, the next one I'm putting on the playlist is Kid Quill's song "Playlist," and it's from his uh, mixtape from 2017. It's called 94.3 The Real. Uh, but he just like goes through a lot of the different artists that uh, kind of inspire his music. And it's a lot of the artists that we listened to when, I don't know, we were younger. So that's my second song. Nice. Uh, and my last song is uh, Sersha's pick of the week. Um, Lil Durk and J. Cole, All My Life, the clean version. Because all of a sudden... The other day, she just is like, she just starts singing at times. Um, like I always say, she's just my child. She talks to herself. She sings. She just does. She's in her own world. And she's playing with Barbies. And all of a sudden, I just hear her sing, Oh, my life, I'm going to bring me down. And I'm like, are you, are you singing all my life? So then I was like, hey, Siri, play all my life. And then she just starts singing and dancing to it. I was like, what? This is amazing. And this is just this. This is why. See, and Siri just started playing it, and this is the reason why I had. And this is the reason why. And this is the reason why I had children, so I could, you know, just make sure that they have great music tastes. That's really all I care about for my children. I don't care if they become successful or anything. I just want them to have great music tastes. And uh, yeah, all my life, Lil Durk, J Cole. That's Sersha's pick of the week. It does it by any chance sample all my life. By Casey and JoJo, it does not. That's what I was thinking. What, That's what I was thinking too. It does oh, man. not. It does not. But there are kids singing the chorus, and there. And I challenge you to find a hip hop song 
from the past 50 years that has kids singing in the chorus that isn't fire. Find one. Just <laughs> find one. That's fair. Like, find one. Yeah. I don't yeah. care what it is. If it's got kids singing in the chorus, it is fire. Like, find one that isn't good, please. But that song's awesome. And um, and my daughter just is obsessed with it. So check it out. It's a great point. That's a great point. I love it. Uh, last one for me comes from an artist called Talk. Um, if you're not familiar with Talk, he released a song. Uh, his most popular song is "Run Away to Mars," and it's it like gives me chills every time I hear it. It's got a super super powerful voice. Um, I definitely encourage you to check out that song. But that's not the one I'm talking about this week. Uh, he released a single called "Wasteland," and I got to hear him perform this live uh, when he opened for uh, Milky Chance and Young the Giant. Chris, one of your favorites, Milky Chance. Um, <laughs> and it was just an incredible lineup, an incredible show. And I heard this song. I was like, damn, I need this. And it wasn't out yet. And it's finally out now. Um, I'm very, very happy about that. So check out Talk and check out Wasteland. Shout out to Milky Chance, man. There you yeah, go. shout out to Milky yeah. Chance my voice um my last one is again kid quill uh he just actually last week put out a new song called indy 500 i'm gonna put that on the playlist this week but then you know what i'm going in here uh and i'm putting casey and jojo on there too yes oh there we go yes i like it good move i like it and that's gonna wrap it up for me boys beautiful well uh i uh, you know what guys that was great. I'm very happy we're all here. This is yeah. beautiful. Listen to the sounds of brunch. Tell Siri to play the sounds of brunch. Uh, tell Alexa to play the sounds of brunch. Everyone and listen to uh, yeah, listen to the playlist every week. Updated every uh, every way. It's updated every week, but it's got two weeks of songs on it. I almost messed that up. But anyways, listen to it. You'll hear all of our music and everything that we love, including Casey and JoJo, on the playlist this week. All right. Well, boys, any final thoughts on the brunch breakdown? Uh, we learned a lot this week, I think. There's a lot of lessons to be learned. Um, most importantly, uh, grape must is something you put in beer and not something you'll discover on The Golden Bachelor. Mm. We also... <laughs> Just hit Didi's <laughs> face. <laughs> Jerry, is that grape must? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You only learn that type of information when you speak to people from the Europe of America. Because <laughs> we're cultured. We're cultured. Wait wait till our album comes out uh, featuring Lil Europe. That's us. <laughs> Kid Quill featuring Casey and JoJo and Lil Europe. <laughs> Let's go. What are we doing? It's the French breakdown. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>